Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Growing up as a woman, I was told that you can't care about your looks, wear whatever you want, and be successful. But honey, let me give it to you real. You can have it all. I believe women can embody strength, sexuality, and power all at the same time. And in fact, I know the harder you feel, the more successful you will be. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. Sexy Fit Babes, welcome back to another episode of the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, and you guys already know from the damn title, but today's episode is on all things tracking progress, really evaluating your expectations about what you're going to see on the scale so you can really make sure your mindset's in the right place and you understand your progress. And lastly, we're going to talk all things goal weights. I'm so excited. And actually, I've been very pumped to sit down and record this episode because when I think about TSN framework and what I teach you guys, I'm always talking about what you should be doing and the behaviors that you need to be focusing on. But when it comes to setting up a sufficient and balanced and honestly the best type of approach for weight loss, you equally have to be thoughtful around how you're tracking progress and setting up your goals before you make any changes. Because truthfully, as a dietitian, let me tell you, ladies, if you don't know where you're heading or why you're heading towards a specific goal, it's going to make your journey harder and you might actually not feel satisfied by the end of it. And that's why understanding goal weights and how to track your progress as you are losing weight is so so key to setting up your entire program, not just your calorie deficit for absolute success. So without further ado, let's dive in. Okay, sexy fit babes. Now, when we are beginning a weight loss journey, or maybe you're on your weight loss journey, I feel like there's two different types of women. There are women who have never felt confident before in their bodies. They have always been at a heavier weight. Maybe they've dieted a ton and ton and ton, but they honestly don't know where they're going because they've never felt good before. And then we have the other subset of women, which, you know, probably are listening to this episode as well. They are women that have been confident in their lifetime. They have been at a weight they feel most confident and amazing at, but they are not feeling that way now. And they may have gained weight for a variety of reasons, right? That could be an entire podcast episode, but it's easy for them to think about where they're heading because they have a really tangible goal because they've been there before. And I frame this for you guys in this way at the beginning of this episode, because your journey is so unique and individual. And that's why with everything I do on this podcast as a dietitian, I'm sure you guys know if you stuck around here for a while, listen to past episodes, I don't like cookie cutter advice because every woman is so unique. And I think it's cliche because I think so many people and programs say that, but even how we approach setting a goal for you is going to depend on your background and dieting history and if you've ever been confident in your body before. But there are some similarities, which I'm super excited to go over with you guys today. So first things first, let's talk all things goal weights. So thinking back to that first person, if you've never been confident before, as a dietitian, <laughs> let me tell you, I have had clients who have come to me at heavier weights and maybe their weight has gotten even more quote unquote out of control, but they have never really felt good in their bodies. It's actually kind of wild, but when we're on our discovery call to see if clients are a good fit once they apply to the program, I will look clients in the eye and bring up the question about goal weights and, and just goals in general. I'm like, where are we heading? Like what, what's going to make you feel your best. And so often I have clients literally look me dead in the eye being like, I have no idea what is going to make me feel like my best. 
I don't know, Lauren, but I want to feel better because I feel like crap right now and I hate how I look. And of course, the gist is these women want to lose weight. Of course, you're listening to this knowing that you want to lose weight. But if you've never been confident before, what I find so helpful, and it does depend on how much weight you're trying to lose, but what is the key is focusing on what's actually going to get you results. Because at the end of the day, you're feeling really insecure, you're feeling frustrated, and most importantly, you're feeling really down about your situation. So what you can do during this time is care less about the end goal of where you want to be and focus on the behaviors that are going to get you there. In addition, especially for women in this category where a goal weight might not necessarily be a realistic thing to set for yourself. It does obviously depend on where you're starting, but for some clients, if they have a large amount of weight they want to lose, say we're looking at, you know, anywhere between 50 to hundred pounds, a single woman might want to lose and they may have never lost weight before. Right. So they have no idea if anything is even realistic for them. Sometimes I set goals to get below 200 pounds or get below a certain number um, if it's a good fit, especially if you are at a heavier weight. But I will say the biggest recommendation I give you babes who feel like it's really hard to set a goal weight because you feel like you have so much weight to lose is think about your journey one pound at a time. And what I like to say, is especially 10 pounds at a time. That's where this whole 10 pounds down club came from because it was this really special milestone I would celebrate with my clients. It'd be like, girlfriend, you hit 10 pounds down on the scale. Hot fucking damn. You're in double digits. Let's freaking go. And the same thing applies to goal weights. Like what if you didn't have a goal weight and you just focused on losing your first pound or first five pounds or a TSN losing your first 10 pounds. Now, of course, it depends on how much weight you want to lose. If you're looking to lose 10, 15, or even 20 pounds, the 10 pounds down club isn't going to be as big of a focus, right? Because you don't have much weight to lose and you may have a better idea of your end goal. But especially when you are in a larger body, you don't want to really commit yourself and almost marry a specific goal weight, especially if you're not super confident or even know what that goal weight should be. You have an idea that you want to lose weight. So why have to put a number on it? And at TSN, I have tons of clients who don't have goal weights, but they still understand the major direction and they try to envision as they get closer and closer and see more progress, that person they want to become and what that goal ends up looking like. So now that we talked about women who have never felt confident before when they think about their goal weights, let's segue to if you have a rough idea of your goal weight, the direction you want to be, and especially if you have been that weight before, which can be really helpful when you're setting a goal weight. So, you know, it it does depend once again on so many different factors. However, the biggest thing I always tell women when they are setting a goal weight is think back to a time where you have felt your best. What was that weight? What were you like then? What was your diet like then? What was your exercise like then? And think back to that person. Now, I always say it is a little complicated because depending on your age and when you were that weight and what your habits were, sometimes those goal weights are not realistic, right? If you were really restrictive back in college, like I was, that goal weight might not be ideal for you anymore because you are older. Maybe you're 10, 20, 30 years older, or, or maybe you're thinking back to yourself, your freshman year of college, and now you're freshly out of college and you're like, fuck, like there's no freaking way that I could be that same person because I even feel like I've matured and I've gotten older um, during this time. And my body has changed more than just weight. And of course, that's something you have to consider. But I think one of the biggest things is thinking back to when you were confident because it can be really helpful as you're determining that goal weight. And then you're going to use this little secret, ladies. So when clients and I sit down and we discuss goals, we not just think about the weight on the scale, but we think about how you want to look. And this helps you be really realistic and also think about the end result at the end of the day. 
Because truthfully, let me tell you, you are not looking to be a certain number on the scale. You may think you are, you may fight with me that you are, and I get it. You want to see those numbers on the scale. It's so motivating to see the progress on the scale. And when you hit that goal weight, you're like, oh, fuck yes. Like, look at me. I did it. But I also want to be real because at the end of the day, ladies, you want to look and feel the way that you did at that lower weight before. It's less about the number. It's more about how you look and feel. So imagine knowing what we know through TSN, how your body composition changes over time, how when you lift weights and eat high protein, your composition of your body can change and it may be heavier on the scale, but you could look thinner. It's such a bizarre concept, but it's literally wild and literally why I love what I do. And I share this with you because you may be at a slightly heavier weight at the quote unquote end of your journey, but you may feel absolutely amazing. And that's why I think, especially if you do have slightly larger weight loss goals, going through your journey, even if you have a goal weight, you have to allow yourself the room to grow and change and have that goal evolve and not be rigid. In particular, that's why with clients, I love setting goal ranges for weight loss. I am just the queen of setting ranges for everything. We're going to talk about that with progress, especially for you guys. Of course, the biggest range that I can think about is calorie ranges. We work in ranges at TSN with my proven framework, but When we're thinking about setting goals in terms of the scale, I like having a goal range. So maybe it's 30 to 40 pounds down on the scale, or I'm trying to lose five or 10 pounds or 50 to 60 pounds. And having these ranges can really help you get an idea because once you get closer to those ranges, if you feel awesome, sexy, and confident, even though your weight's slightly higher, why are you trying to lose more? That last extra five is not worth it because you feel good. And this whole journey is about feeling fucking hot and looking good. Okay, so now that we have an idea of tracking your motherfucking progress, ladies, if you haven't already, take a second, grab a journal, take a moment, pause the show, but you got to come back, but pause the show and really think through what your goals are if you don't have clarity on them. Because now that you understand your goals, it is time to talk about tracking your progress on your weight loss journey and really on your hot girl journey because you want to feel hot and fucking sexy and confident at the end of the day, which cannot always be shown on the scale. Okay. So when we're thinking about tracking progress, before I tell you how I have my clients track their progress using the TSN framework, it's time to talk about indicators of progress on your weight loss journey, which is equally as freaking important. So when we're thinking about progress, of course, the easy freaking one is weight. And we talk about weight loss progress at length at TSN. Um, some fast facts for you to know that I've covered in so many episodes and especially inside the TSN membership, inside TSN small group coaching and all my coaching programs is the idea that your weight is going to fluctuate day to day. So when we talk about how to track your weight, that goes into us looking at weekly averages and the lowest weight each week and really having an understanding of the progress we're making on the scale. But weight is an important indicator to track. My clients either track at a hybrid of a few days a week. Um, some do every single day of the week and we track the lowest weight each week. Um, some also do one day a week if they have a poor relationship to the scale. And once again, it just depends on your dieting history and you know your relationship to your body and the scale. However, I do find for some women tracking their weight more frequently is really helpful. We're going to talk about, you know, specifics of what I like to do in that category, but in general, tracking your weight is obviously a huge progress indicator on a weight loss journey. 
In addition to weight, um, we don't just track weight, right? We have to track other measures of success because this journey is about feeling hot. And especially for so many women in that last five, 10, 15 pounds, it's not just about the scale. It's about how you look at the end of the day, which is why a combination of measurements and or how your clothes fit is a huge progress indicator for my clients. And actually some of these cross over because in addition to measurements and how your clothes fit, Progress picks are a big thing that I use with my clients as well. Um, so for measurements, you know, obviously there is some user error that goes into this depending on where you're measuring from. Um, and I honestly do find just seeing how my clients clothes fit and how that changes. If you know something's in the back of your closet and it's really tight and that becomes looser and you continuously check yourself in that every couple of weeks and you see how it fits, that can be really motivating. One thing. For one, that's really motivating. But for two, it also is a great way to see those measurement changes without actually measuring each specific part of your body. That being said, measurements are really helpful though if you do have a tape measure. And I honestly love when my clients track them and they tell me they lose an inch or three inches or whatever it could be. In addition to this, I wanted to bring up the connection between progress pictures and how your clothes fit because I actually love when clients take photos, like progress pictures in their clothing because I think it's really motivating, but it also helps you see the evolution of their weight loss journey depending on how much weight they are losing. But in general, I do have clients take progress photos the more traditional way where we're able to see the toning definition, especially if you are trying to lose body fat in addition to weight on the scale and transform your body. So it's a really great way so we can see those body composition changes that you know obviously aren't possible on the scale. Now, of course, with these indicators of progress, they're pretty straightforward. You're going to see weight loss or a measurement go down or clothes fit you looser and progress picks being able to see your tummy getting smaller, your legs getting more toned, your arms getting tight or whatever it could look like. But I also want to bring up, I do have clients that it's not necessary, but I love when they do have access to actual body composition scanners. Now I always, always get asked about fun scales that you can have at home that can track measurements and your body fat percentage. And I've actually been quoted in articles online when I get asked about these things. And the truth is they can be a really great way to track trends, but they're not always hundred percent accurate. The more accurate types of body composition assessment are going to be things like an in-body scanner, a bod pod machine, a DEXA scanner. And these are fancy pieces of equipment and some gyms have them. Some doctor's offices have them. They're used for other things besides just body composition assessment. But these types of tools are really amazing to use on your weight loss journey. They are not required. My clients oftentimes just track weight measurements, how their clothes fit and progress picks. However, my clients usually track their progress in these ways. They're more old school, just with the weight, the measurements, how their clothes fit and progress picks. But I do just want to say body composition assessment with an actual tool like that is absolutely amazing if you do have access to those resources. And lastly, we cannot talk about indicators of progress when we are thinking about TSN without also talking about non-scale victories. So non-scale victory is a progress victory that actually has nothing to do with the way that you look, the number on the scale, or anything in between. It actually has to do with other indicators of progress, such as you having more energy, you completing more workouts, you getting stronger in the gym, you being consistent and actually tracking your calories. All these little behavior changes are things that are actually getting you closer towards your end goal. And even though it may not show on the scale, they will add up over weeks and weeks and help you produce the outcome of weight loss, of body composition change, of shedding body fat, or whatever the outcome is. So I always like to just point out these non-scale victories have to be something we track in addition to the weight, the measurements, progress picks, because they truly are just as important as the actual progress you're seeing on your body. And the most important part of this episode, ladies, how you are tracking your progress. So we are going to put the spotlight on weight for this episode. I talk about this so much on my page. However, at TSN, 
I have a proven framework I've developed as a dietitian that when combined all together is so foolproof and helps you just simplify this journey, understands not just calories, but how you're tracking your progress on your journey. What I see works best for clients, and this is why my programs are set up the way that they are, is we use progress trackers. We need data, not our feelings, not our emotions, not our hot mess mindset. We need data to determine if we are gaining, maintaining, losing weight, whatever it could be, right? So while we track things like how our clothes fit and progress picks that are not tangible numbers, so much of what is going to help you in addition to those measures of progress is actually tracking data. And especially when it comes to numbers of your weight. So while we're talking about progress tracking, it's important to think about how to track something like your weight. So because we are humans, we are female human freaking beings. We can't just weigh ourselves one time randomly. We have to be consistent with how we track our progress, which means just like we have to be consistent with our diet, we have to be consistent with our weigh-ins. We have to be consistent with how we weigh in, what time of day we weigh in, how often we weigh in so we can track this data. This way we can use this data to then guide our nutrition choices. At TSN, we make it simple. I like my clients to weigh in consistently every week. Once again, I give my clients the choice. You can weigh in every day and we track the lowest weight each week. We can weigh in a hybrid, maybe two, three, four days a week, but not every day. We want to give ourselves some breaks, some, some downtime, or maybe it's one time a week because you have a shitty relationship to the scale right now. Those are typically the three main things. Of course, there's a small subset, less than 1% of women that I work with that actually don't weigh in because it's just so traumatizing to them. And they need to see a little more progress, focus on their behaviors, which I'm fine and I support. But for the 99% of people, you want to weigh in consistently. And at the end of the day, whether it's one time a week or every freaking day of the week, we have to track the trends over weeks. Three to four weeks of no progress, as I talk about in the plateau episode, ladies, that's when we'd be like, okay, we're not making progress. But you have to have a protocol for tracking weight and assessing progress or else this journey can become really stressful for you because that way it helps us interpret progress. If you are tracking the lowest weight each week, you're able to actually see the trends of those low weigh-ins because day-to-day your weight is going to change. When it comes to weight, it's a little bit more straightforward. Progress picks, it really depends on the people. I always like to say, and I've talked about this in the episode where I talk about what is realistic progress at the end of the day, if you're at a heavier weight, progress picks every four to six weeks actually can be not as helpful because you might not notice as many body composition changes. So I would say your first 10 or 20 pounds would be a good kind of checkpoint to maybe take some progress picks or when you're starting to notice some changes. Um, but people usually in heavier bodies, when you're trying to lose 50, 60 or more pounds, I would say around 15, 20 pounds is when you can start to see a little bit more body composition change, but it does depend on the person. That being said, for clients looking to lose 10, 20, even 30 pounds, I'd say progress picks every four to six weeks is usually the protocols that we have inside of TSN. For some people, we may push it out a little bit longer when they, you know, get more consistent. They feel like they are making progress, but every four to six weeks is a good time. Um, Or you can do it every two or three months if you wanted to push it out a little bit longer. But at the end of the day, ladies, when we are talking about progress, when we're talking about seeing low weekly weigh-ins, when we are talking about hitting 10 pounds down, when we are talking about seeing progress in our progress photos, I cannot stress this enough. If you take anything from this episode, to see progress, you have to focus on the work. So many women make the mistake of obsessing over their progress, not having good protocols in interpreting their progress, and they freak out if they don't see progress when they want it. Well, let me tell you, it is okay to freak out. 
I freaked out about my progress. And let me tell you, many of my clients always freak out about their progress when they are at the beginning of their journey and they're relearning all of this stuff when it comes to losing weight and they're doing this journey differently. They're not starving themselves. They're not cutting out carbs and obsessively working out and they're actually sticking to something long-term. They're not doing something for a few days and then giving the fuck up because it's so hard to stick to. But we can't talk about progress without talking about consistency. And at the end of the day, for you to see this progress and be happy with your progress and for you to break past barriers that will come up on your journey, you have to not focus on the progress as life and death. And you have to have belief that the progress is going to come, even if it's slower than what you imagined, but it comes through not giving up and relentlessly showing up. And I can't stress that enough for you because When women want to give up, it's right on the cusp of their greatness and it's right on the cusp of them actually seeing really epic progress. So don't give up, show up and know that that progress is going to come to you if you continue to put in the work. 